Modi Order Etefano. Welcome back to the practice run, your frontline pass to the heart of sports action, brought to you by 99 Dreams, inspiring others to chase their dreams. With your hosts, Rawari, Tukoirangi, and who knows, sometimes Vincent, we're diving deep into the thrilling world of NRL and rugby league today, and who knows where the game will take us tomorrow. From the try line to the sideline, we've got you covered. So strap in as we tackle the big plays, the game-changing moments, and the stories that define legends. Whether you're a seasoned vet or this is your first hit up, the practice run is for everyone. Every run, every tackle, every win, experience the rush with us. With exclusive insights, couch analysis, and a touch of humour, the practice run is here to keep you entertained, informed, and part of our practice squad. Because here, every practice run takes us one step closer to glory. The Practice Squad, where every listener is MVP, powering our play every episode, every day. We'd also like to give thanks to our 99 Dreams for powering our passion. Now let's kick things off with today's lineup. And we've got a great show for you guys in store today. We're going to go over the final four teams that we've got left to preview, which are the Bulldogs, the Broncos, the Tigers, and the reigning champs the Penrith Panthers. We're also going to do a bit of a would you rather. We're going to just throw out some crazy ideas like would you rather this or that. Um, play along at home, Fano. Let us know down in the comments. Leave some comments for the Cuzzies. Leave us some love. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, and, you know, you guys help keep us coming out with some new content. Uh, episode 6. We've made it 6 episodes so far. There's also some big news. Uh, the Kiwis today just signed the legendary Stacey Jones to be the new coach of the Kiwis. So, you know we're going to dive into that very shortly. Um, but as always, let's kick things off with a little bit of Paper Scissors Rock. All right. We're, we're, we're two apiece now. Uh, we went five rounds on Tuesday's episode. So, let's hope Thursday's a little bit long. better. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hopefully Cody. someone gets us first go. That'll be that'll be that'll be scucks to be honest. All right, uh, one, two, three, shoot, and lift it up. Oh, ah. nice, nice, nice. Yeah. He got it. He got scissors. I had the paper. Nice, good play. Um, all right, well, you kick us off then. Would you rather? Yes. So I've just written down a few here, but I'm pretty sure we'll just go back and forth. Yep. Um, yep. So my first one is just to see uh, where where's your head at. So would you rather the Tigers win the NRL comp or the Bulldogs win the <gasps> NRL comp? The Broncos is the only choice. No, 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 no. no, no, no and no. if my second choice was the Warriors, <laughs> not the question, mate. Not the question. I'd rather I'd rather lose every bet for the rest of the year. She's <laughs> <laughs> got to pick one: uh, the Tigers or the Bulldogs. You know what? Just because Benji's the coach and he's a mouldy, so I'm going with Benji. Has a mouldy coach ever won a grand final? That's a step. That's a step. I don't has know if a mouldy coach... coach has ever been to the finals. Yeah, Steve Kearney isn't he mouldy? Yeah, when did he? Wasn't he assistant coach? coach? Not uh, not proper coach, but assistant coach. Oh yeah, probably. I'll say so. So then, 
like a head coach, surely that's a stat. So I, I'd have to go Tigers just because of that stat. Uh, if you guys had a Maori head coach, I'll go for you, fellas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, my one is exactly as I said in the in the chat. Um, where is it? Would you rather uh, take the first hit up in a grand final, running full pace off the back fence into a prime sunny bill, shoulder tackles are allowed, or would you rather catch a hospital pass above the head uh, and as you catch it, you've got Steve Matai giving you the her of a rib tickler. Oh, bloody hell. End up in hospital either way. Uh, I'll probably say off the back fence only because if someone's throwing me a hospital pass, we're going to have to have to talk about that later. <laughs> Who's throwing me a hospital pass, man? That's probably not Hiku. A... <laughs> we will have words. Yeah, and I guess on a, like a, if I could run off the back fence, I'd just see Sunny Bill probably just knock it on. Oh, my bad. <laughs> now you got you got to take the it out of full it. concert, full concert. It's a grand final. Yeah, you don't want to knock it on first first play. Why not? Be the first play, then the last play. Hey, Ben Hunt. <laughs> Arch. So, what would you rather do? The, the off the back fence? Yeah. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, I, I, I'd hate to get hit by Steve Matai, man. He was called the hitman for a reason. Hmm. But a hospital pass, though, that's just rude. <laughs> that is rude. Okay, well, that was similar to that one. So, I won't ask that one. Uh, oh, yes. Okay, so would you rather there be a transfer window in the NRL or that you could just do straight up trades? I'd like to see NRL. trades only, yeah, because I don't watch enough football, so I don't quite understand how the transfer window works. Or I don't think uh, most NRL clubs have the cash to make those transfers um, work because I've played a little bit of FIFA. And I always just throw the bag to get Neymar every time. So I, I don't know if uh, NRL clubs have, have enough money to throw the bag and um, secure. But that, that would be an interesting thing to see, you know, like outside of a trade, like just have a transfer window and then all of a sudden you've got Reese Walsh going to the Panthers and you've got Clary going to the, the Tigers all of a sudden, you know, just because clubs have some money to throw around. But everyone will end up at the Roosters. Obviously, they got unlimited funds. <laughs> So that would be kind of dumb. Whereas a trade system, you know, within the salary cap could still work. Um, you know, who, who, who's a good example of a, of a decent trade? Um, well, we've got a whole bunch of centres at the moment, which I'll get to later on in the show. Well, centres and wings, because Cobo was going to play on the wing, but, you know, it's come to light that he wants to play in the centres, and he's actually pretty good in the centres. So now we've got, you know... Um, Dean Mariner, uh, we've got uh, Shucks. Who else did they bring on to um, Pereira to come on into the centres and wing and stuff like that? So, um, you know, packaging up some of those guys, the Warriors with all the um, sixes, packaging some of those guys up and getting a need player. Um, you know, for us, it'd probably be a reliable hooker or a, um, or a solid prop. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see a trade window. What are your thoughts on that? 
before we move into another one? Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see trades eh, if they could happen and how teams would work around it. Like, do you give up? I don't know. Say you give up your superstar for maybe some future people who you think are going to be stars, right? Or you give up someone on a big money contract to free up space, and in return you take like two or three players on lesser contracts. I mean, yeah, you'd be looking yeah. at. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Dragons would love a um, trade, and they'll probably trade half their team just to get Joey Manu. <laughs> yeah, you know, things like that would be interesting. Yeah, we'll shake things up a bit. I'd, I'd be open to that. Hmm. All right, here's the next one. Would you rather knock the ball on coming out of your try line, causing the other team to, to score a try, tie the game up, or would you rather miss the game-winning conversion at the grand final? Is it, do I need the kick to win it so the other team's up by one? Yeah. Um, probably the second one. Because if I miss it, then I miss it. You know, I don't think anyone's going to be like... Because you didn't say that the kick's right out in front, right? Like, the kick could be anywhere. Right. Yeah, but not like it's so too it like... difficult of a kick. Not too difficult. Like a, it's a makeable kick. Makeable. I'd probably still go with that one because people would be like, "Oh, the pressure, the moment," you know, as opposed to that. The first one. You know, again, hate to. I just brought his name up before, but again, Ben Hunt. The people still don't let that down. You know what I mean? Like they still talk about they dropped the ball in in their final. So So yeah, I have to go with that that second one. If I miss it, I miss it. You know, yeah, I think people yeah. would get over that one quite quickly, like, Oh, you had a chance, you know, at a moment. Oh. But yeah. That would be my answer. Um, I've only got one more for you. And it's would you rather would you rather be a role player on a championship team or a Dali M winner on a trash team? Oh, so that's going to kind of be similar to the one that I was going to ask in the next one. Um, hmm. Damn, do I want to be like a Robert Horry or a Charles Barkley? <laughs> Pretty much, yep. Damn. Um... Yeah, nah, to be honest, I'll take that Dallium, man. I'll take that Dallium. I'd rather have people trying to do the Rawiri rather than just being that guy who's just got a ring because, like, I'm probably a bricklayer in my off time. <laughs> so, yeah. You've got to remember, I'll, I'll... right? Like, you and, you and that Dallium, they got to pay you. Man, yeah, exactly. Paid. Exactly. No yeah. more bricklaying for me. That... I need that money. Yeah, um, yeah, well, the next one that I was going to ask is, yeah, would you um, rather be on the best team to never win a championship or <laughs> would you rather be on the worst team that's always getting the wooden spoon? Um, best team to ne never win a championship. 
or always on a wooden spoon. Nah, I can't be on that wooden spoon, eh? Gotta go with the first one. You know. Wow. It's just... I feel as though at some point, if you keep winning the wooden spoon, you'll love it. The game just goes out, right? And you're just looking Maybe. for a way out. Probably not as... It'll just be hard to go to work. <laughs> you know, hard to go to work knowing that you're going to lose every game. <laughs> nah, but you don't know that you'll lose. You just, every year, you fellas try your best. And even if, you know, you went 20 games with, you know, like four losses, every other team went 22 games with two losses. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that, you have to get over that feeling of losing. (laughs) Couldn't do it. Could not do it. The final one I was going to ask is, have you seen that one that was going around a little while ago? Would you rather take a million dollars or would you try and get a hundred million dollars and make one yard in the NFL? Oh, have you seen I'm that going one? with guaranteed. Yeah, 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 I have, but I'm I'm going with guaranteed money every time. Just give me right, the money. Right, right. Like so I, I get the, like a hundred the... mil. That's yeah. yeah I, I get a hundred mil like that. That's heaps, and it's only one yard, but. That's one yard. <laughs> That's, yeah, you know. And it's, it's a lot of variables, right? Like if the other team know that I need one yard and what I'm going to get, they will sell out, you know, to make yeah. sure that I don't get it. Or, you know, be like, brother, I, I, got, I got you 10 mil, G, surely just, you know. Yeah, God, yeah, you just let that, get that one yard. But you got to get that whole D-line to let you get that one yard. Yeah. So yeah. you might not even have a hundred mil by the end of that. Hmm. Like I, I'll pretty much have to pay their D line. Like I'll be like, bro, got you a mil each, and then I got to pay my O line. You know, <laughs> like probably two mil because if they hear that I paid the D line one mil, they'll be like, brother, like, <laughs> you better pay us double. You know what I mean? Hundred, hundred. So that's like, you know, good like, like whatever it is, ten, fifteen mil gone. But yeah, yeah, and even then, I could still fumble the ball, whatever. So yeah, guaranteed money, especially a mill. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking that. So here's the NRL version of that, G. So would you rather take just one milli? But if you take that, your team doesn't make a grand final for the next 10 years. But you could double that, go for $100 million dollars, but within one set of six, you've got to make on your own a positive of five meters. Five meters. So if if you for the first hit up, you know, in the set make of... two meters, but then you know you pass it on the next one, someone else moves up, but then your next hit up, you've got to make three meters, and that's your five meters. But if on the last tackle you get tackled behind the line of scrimmage, you lose meters. Money gone. Money gone. Does the other team know that I'm trying to get the meters? <laughs> yeah, it's a whole spectacle. It's a, it's a whole event. Oh, and you've so got to go up against yeah, so they're all there. the best defensive team. 
or take oh, the million goodness. and don't see your Bulldogs play in a grand final for 10 years. How old will I be in 10 years? Do I even think we can win it in 10 years? <laughs> Do I think we can make a final in 10 years? You would think so, but... Wait, when was the last time we made the final? 2012? Was it 14? No, it was no, I think it was 2014 because there was, yeah, I think that's 2014 because there's, there's a thing saying that the Bulldogs always make the finals in fours, like 04, 2014, um, which would mean this would be the year we make it, so if I take the milli now, that four would still be thing, and the next one would be in, yeah, I'm taking the million dollars. <laughs> All right, so that's what you take the milli. Yeah, five minutes. I mean, I can run quick side, like left and right, pretty fast, you know. But I don't know about that positive. The positive gains. So you, you, you've been working out, you've been doing yeah. the CrossFit. Yeah, they don't help you on the league field, they just, you know, those dudes are massive. Uh, I'll just get folded. Fair, fair. Uh, that, that was that, that was a good round of uh, would you rather? Um, there's some good ones there, man. There's some there's some good ones make you think. What what do you find? I think at home of the would you rather's. Is there anyone in particular that stood out that you'd be like, yeah, no, nah, I could do it. Or do you reckon you could do the hit ups? Do you reckon you could make five meters in the NRL against professional rugby league players? Uh, Oh, also, you can't be a professional rugby league player. Like, you know, if you're a Cam Smith and you just happen to see this podcast, you're like, yeah, I could do it. Obviously, you're the bloody goat. Of course, you're going to be able to do it. Um, but yeah, let us know in the comments down below what you guys would think. Um, look, and we'll jump into um, the news, eh? The big news coming out of Aotearoa today uh, is Stacey Jones has been appointed the... Um, the new coach of the Kiwis, uh, our international rugby league team. Is it until 2026? I think I saw. Uh, yeah, that's what I saw as well till the next World Cup. Yeah. Uh, so far, he has a win percentage in the NRL of 18.18%. Winning, uh, this is with the Warriors. He won two games and had nine losses in his 11-game coaching stint with the Warriors. Uh, in New South Wales slash Queensland Cup, his coaching tenure uh, with the Warriors reserve grade spanned two seasons, 2015-2016, where he coached 48 games, achieving a win rate of just over 52%, uh, showcasing his ability to develop local and emerging talent. Um, obviously, his playing career needs you know no critiquing at all. Um, He's arguably the greatest New Zealand rugby league player of all time. Um, he's definitely, you know, my all-time seven uh, from Aotearoa. Sorry, Sean. Um, Stacey, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal player. I'm just a little, like, and it's not a knock to Stacey Jones at all. I'm just a little sceptical. I thought maybe they could have gone the route of hiring Wayne Bennett because he threw his name in the, in the hat um, and then has Stacey as an assistant to Wayne Bennett. And Wayne Bennett bring him up that way, or 
if they can do something similar to what they did in 2008 and have Wayne Bennett as an assistant to Stacey, same as Wayne was an assistant to um, Kearney back in the day, maybe something like that, just so he can learn from the master himself. Um, I just think that was potentially, uh, you know, a lost opportunity there for the um, New Zealand Rugby League to cash in on the greatness that is uh, Wayne Bennett. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Like, you know, you were just saying his NRL record wasn't that flash, but that 2022 season from the Warriors wasn't flash either. Yeah. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what he's like with, you know, a stacked team. Uh, Hopefully he can get some of those other boys to commit to the Kiwis. But yeah, it's interesting to see what he does. Yeah, I was kind of like you. It would have been cool to see Wayne Bennett come over, but I kind of think they always had their uh, mind on a Kiwi to coach the Kiwis. Kind of looked like when they made Madge decide, they probably would have had someone lined up or in in mind. Uh, but even now, man, good luck to him. Hopefully the boys get up. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see Stacey Jones be successful. Obviously, you know, Kiwi boys ourselves. Um, it's great for the game of rugby league. Um, it's, I think it. I think it might be a little bit rocky to begin with because you know the Kiwis are coming off that thirty nil win against Australia in the Pacific Cup. Um, I know Australia will be coming back to you know give us a bit of um, a, a reminder that they are still you know the number one team in the comp. So I, I think it's going to be a difficult road ahead, but uh, I know we've got some strong players. We've got a lot of depth in New Zealand Rugby League at the moment, and I think um, Stacey uh, will have the respect of the players. Uh, um, I'm sure some of them would have still been able to see him. I don't know, man. There's some some young bucks coming through these days. I forgot Stacey played, like, what, 2002 grand final. Um, so it's been a few few years since Stacey played, but, hey, he's, he's still a... Um, a big name in the community. I'm sure he'll bring in some big names with him into the training staff. Like I'm sure Ruben Wiki will be around, probably a Monty Beethan. Um, does the signing of Stacey Jones, do you think that will help Roger make a decision in terms of whether he'll come back to New Zealand rugby league or do you think he'll um, decide to jam for Samoa? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh kind of depends where Artesa's head's at. It would low-key be cool to see him champ for Samoa. That'd be cool as, you know. But obviously, we'll never say no to him playing for the Kiwis. Uh, I'm not too sure what their relationship was like, eh? His relationship was with Stacey, uh, whether he just came back to focus on the Warriors and rest during off-season, or if he wants to give... Because he's probably still, I mean, easily still good enough to make the team. And that World Cup ain't too far away. He's probably still be around for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think obviously if he's if he plays for us, it'd be a huge plus. But uh, yeah, I think it'd be cool to see him jam that in that someone top. Yeah, no, I think he'll go well um, in that Samoan side. But oh man. Could you picture him in the centres? Him, Joey Manu, poo. That'd be deadly, man. That that that'd be a stacked lineup. Holy hecka! Yeah, but yeah, there's there's 
Yeah, that's like the thing, right? Where does he play? Do you put him at centre? Does Manu play? Do they both? Is that the centre pairing, or do you put one at the fullback and they just switch between the two? And who plays that other? Because their centre spot was kind of our weakness in that World Cup, with Manu being at the back. Uh, not that it hindered us in any way, but you know, it'd be good to have you know centres at the spot. But I think with Matt Tomoko and them coming through. Those young bucks, I think we're good out of the way, eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like like we say, there, there's, there's plenty of potential um, in this New Zealand squad. I'm excited for them. Uh, they just also signed um, Dynasty as their apparel maker. So the same people who are making the Warriors gears, um, they're now making the Kiwis gears. So look out, they might do a bit of a throwback. But yeah. Who knows, we might see some decent Kiwis gears for once. Um, I know I'm <laughs> definitely looking forward to picking up some new Kiwis gears uh, anytime now. Um, what else is on the agenda in terms of news around the league? Um, this weekend, most of the trial games are being played with the B squads. Uh, a lot of the youth grade squads are being played because a lot of the teams are getting ready for round one. I know the Roosters, the Broncos, the Rabbits, and the Sea Eagles are fielding um, weaker teams so they can rest their big guys up for the Vegas because obviously uh, Las Vegas is a big deal for the NRL. I think they've signed a, like another three- or four-year contract to um, have the opening round in Las Vegas so other teams are going to be going over there. So the four teams that are heading over there now have to really set a strong platform. And so I think, yeah, they'll be resting a lot of their key players this weekend. Um, however, there has been complaints. I remember reading an article uh, early last week that the teams weren't happy about how expensive it is to get over there. Uh, you've got to try and rent fields that are grass turf because in, in America, a lot of it's astroturf. Um, so that's a difficult in itself. Obviously, flying all your staff, the team over there, um, hotels, it, it's ranking up to be quite an expensive trip. The Roosters were able to build real easily, um, obviously. The Braves got deep pockets. However, the rest of the clubs are going to struggle, and I'm interested to see whether or not you know these four teams go back next year or other teams go. I think they want to try and share it around so every club has a chance to play over there. I just think that, yeah, it's super costly. And if you're a club that doesn't make a lot of money, it's going to be a hard ass to hit over there. And then you potentially missed out on um, new fans. Yeah, true that. But, you know, I guess they're going over there for exposure, right, to try to get the game running up over there. So, obviously, you have to look at it kind of as an investment, right? It's going to be expensive, but you could reap the rewards of going over there. Like you said, all that fan exposure, you know, you might get a whole, open yourself up to a whole new fan base, you know? So it's a good initiative. Hopefully it goes well. Yeah, that grass turf thing is, that's, I don't know why Americans like playing on that. Half of the NFL apparently don't like it. You know, they would rather play on just normal grass as opposed to that turf. Um, I can't stand turf. I just feel as though every time you fall over, you're just scraping everything. That that, that shit hurts. So, yeah. But, cool initiative. Um, you know, 
I was just thinking, how come they don't take the whole first round over there? But I guess, you know, they'll be expensive or even take like a, some, the short version. Maybe they bring back the nines, take it over there. Or you would have thought, oh, I guess you couldn't really. I do the triple hitter in that last game be the the World Cup challenge, like the Penrith, or the one of the NRL versus the one of the Super League. Try to get the Super League involved. Like, I know the aim of the game is to get the NRL up, but surely if rugby league is to take that next step, you know, they're going to have to work together. So that'd be a little cool thing. I don't know why they don't do that as a preseason fixture, like NRL versus Super League. Have they swear they've done it before yeah like just... more teams eh, rather than just the, mm. the top two teams the winners of the comps from last season i reckon yeah like maybe top three or four teams head over and face their top three yeah. or four teams and just promote the game i think as well mm. with the las vegas game uh, a lot of it is to do with new sponsorships what they're trying to do is expose the teams to new brand deals um, they're trying to pick up, you know, large American companies to jump on board and sponsor some of the teams. So if they see it as an exciting package, um, not just the televised stuff, but also what you see on field. And if they see an opportunity where their um, branding and marketing can work or align with some of these sports clubs, I think that's what a lot of the teams are hoping for when they head over there. Um, but, you know, it, it's a lot to hope and wish for especially when the NRL is unable to afford, you mm. know, some of the expenses to get you over there. Because um, you need to get over there a few days early or maybe even a week early, start training, practicing, acclimatised to the heat. Or is it? No, nah, it's not hot over there at the moment. Eh? It's cold. It's winter. I don't actually know how yeah. Vegas works. It's a desert. I'm assuming it'll still be hot. But who knows? People were yeah, wearing so. jackets and things at the Super Bowl and at the Formula One uh, in Las Vegas, so who knows? Who knows? But exciting things to come. Um, I thought now we'll we'll have a jam at some of these um, team previews. Our final few teams to preview. Uh, who who wants to go first? You or me? Uh, you can go first. All right, well, up first, I'm going to go with the Brisbane Broncos, um, obviously. This is this is my team. I'm super hyped. We, we touched on, on these teams earlier in the, um, the season, in our podcast season, episode one, I think, but we didn't quite do an in-depth analysis like we are about to do here. So big news is with the Broncos this year, the departure of Herbie Farnsworth, Herbie Farnworth um, Thomas Flegler, and Salwan Cobo moving from the wing into the centres to cover that loss of Herbie. Um, oh, and we also lost Kurt Capel. So a lot of changes, I think, from our grand final um, playing, not winning, grand final playing team. So I'll start off with how it goes. We've still got the electrifying Reese Walsh um, at fullback. This is the predicted... Um, team from nrl.com by the way they've got Dean Mariner on the wing so he initially come in to play in the centers but Cobo wants to play in the centers and Kevy's all about keeping Cobo happy because Cobo is he's an electric player when he's on he's on um, so you got Mariner on the wing uh, Cobo 
then stands in the centres, Jesse Arthur's on the other wing of Asterix Jesse, uh, and I'll come back to that. Ezra Mann and Adam Reynolds in the halves. You got Payne and Fletcher Baker at the props with Billy Walters taking that nine position. We got Brennan Piakura, uh, Jordan Ricky and Paddy Carrigan rounding out your edge boys. Uh, and then we got Corey Pakes, Pakes, uh, Kobe Hetherington, Xavier Willison, and Corey Jensen uh, rounding out the seventeen. Now, <clears throat> I. Put an asterisk next to Jesse, Jesse Arthur's only because we've got Tristan Saylor who's slowly emerging himself as you know a, a big time player who shouldn't be left off the 17. So, where does he go? I say he should be put on the wing initially, uh, and then cover Reese during origin period at fullback because Tristan's um, naturally a fullback. Uh, and then Dean, I've got an asterisk next to him because I see um, Corey Oates still putting his hand up to play uh, on the wing as well. Um, and then we've also got the likes of um, Jordan Pereira, who is another one who could come into consideration. However, he's a little bit further down the picking order. So I've got you know options there, um, which is good for us, because obviously Herbie was a great option. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Um, we've also got, um, what's his name, Takura. Um, is it Ben? Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin Takura, uh, that 19-year-old seven-footer. He's almost seven-footer, he's 6'9". Um, but 17 years old, I could see him making his way onto the bench towards the end of the season. Um, who else do we have on the squad? We've also got... Um, Smoothie, who could probably come on to that um, bloody 14, that utility role. It'll, it'll probably be between him and um, Corey, who's going to be taking over that um, utility role. It'll probably be just relieving Billy Walters for a couple of spells. Um, Marty Tapal. Um, whether or not he, he fights his way back onto the um to the squad because I see they haven't haven't named him there. So he's another one that will definitely be wanting to fight for some extra minutes this season. Um and it's just good to know that, you know, we've locked up the likes of Ezra Mam till twenty twenty nine, uh Brennan Piakura till twenty seven, uh we've got Mariner till twenty seven uh, Reynolds is off contract at the end of this season, so it will be an interesting season for him. Uh, really hope that we lock him up. Uh, I know he's aging a bit, but you know it's that experience and his ability to guide the boys around the field and his kicking. Man, he got that ball on the string, and you know when he gets injured and he's not on the on the field, the boys really miss it. Ezra Mam's able to step up, and you know like um, anyone off the bench is able to step up, but. We really do miss him. And then we've got, um, what's his name? Blake, is it? Blake Moser, who's an up-and-coming player yeah. as well. So hopefully we see him um, at some point this year and he will potentially take on some of that hooker role from uh, Billy Walters. So there's lots to be excited about Broncos fans. Um, I'm excited for the season to start up, especially after watching 
them just decimate the Cowboys in the weekend. The Cowboys, really, they only scored because of our errors. So, hey, I'm excited for this season. Broncos fans, you guys should be too because we're in for a ripper. Um, I've got high hopes for us. The TAB have high hopes for us. Uh, I think the TAB is paying us out at like $3.60 to uh, win the grand final. I'm a betting man. I'm putting down 50 bucks on that. We, we're going all the way this year, Farno. We might even be lucky enough to take out minor prems. I think we're gonna we're gonna be in for a for a good season. So buckle up and just go for the ride, Broncos fans, because we're here. Uh, yeah, over to you, brother. Yeah, I mean you got all right to be confident going into this year after what happened last year. You know, and I usually lost some key pieces um, with Flegler. They'll be fine with, but I think you will be all right. I eh? just their forward pack is so strong. Payne Haas. Kerrigan leading the way, your edges. Brendan Piercutter, he's the one that we almost signed like two years ago. He toured the Bulldogs. It was pretty much a done deal. Um, and then he backflipped at the last minute. And yeah, you guys got to keep him. So I remember hearing at the time that he was really good. So I was hoping he would come over. And he was still young at the time. He would have been, what, like 19 or something? And yeah, we. I think we were going to sign him on half a mil, 500k. Damn. For like a 90, yeah. And I think you guys ended up getting him for that. Um, but yeah, apparently he was just dominant at age group and we were looking for just quality anywhere at the time. So he was a little bit gutted. It looked like the deal was done, but he decided to stay there and probably for the best, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but that rookie, that number nine you guys got, that black dude, I've heard nothing but good things about him. So, yeah, it could be that I wouldn't be surprised if he's in your team a lot quicker than people think. You know, those that Billy Walters and Corey Peggs better watch out because he's coming and it's really just a matter of time and pretty much you got your spine for the next, which you would hope the next 10 years. Him at 9, Manny at 6, Walsh at 7. Or maybe Walsh eventually does the Lockyer and moves into the half. Um, yeah, but do you have a backup to Reynolds? Uh, do you have another seven? Not, not quite, not quite. I think there's there's a few down in junior grade, um, mm. but yeah, uh, our biggest um, like training squad at the moment uh, player is. Uh, and our development list is uh, Israel Lealta. I think he's mm. a centre. Um, I watched some of his highlights, man. He 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 runs, he runs. Um, so I'll be looking forward to him coming up. Maybe next season. Next season he might have a jam, but yeah, no, nah, we we got we got some depth there. We just yeah, I think we need another seven. But I, I think. Potentially waiting to buy someone again. Wait, didn't I swear I've seen a name? Wait, Kurt Fors. He's wasn't he the one? You just got him from Panthers, right? He used to be in a Panthers Who? squad because Kurt Fors. I think he's your guys. He's starting at seven for you this week. Um, and your guys B team because the A squad's going over to Las Vegas. I don't know. Already. My list here isn't that big. 
oh that'd be for the this is he must be on the trial then yeah he's not, he's not contracted yeah, he's not on the contracted list because yeah. i got the contracted and player development squad with mm. all the yes <laughs> that everyone's contracted <laughs> yeah so he should be be interesting to see how he goes because he looked good in the few games he got for Panthers. I think it was during Origin when they blood in the, the newbies. I was surprised they didn't hold on to him. Um, yeah, because there were good things, heard good things about him coming out of that system. So he could be an option for you, even if he's on a training trial. He probably makes a squad, especially if he's a lacking in, in the halves. Yeah. But yeah, man. But I think they'll keep Adam Reynolds for another couple of seasons. Uh, I don't feel like he's falling off anytime soon. And, you know, he, he's been quality for the Broncos um, for the time that we have had him. So, yeah, I, I feel like the Broncos will, will do right by him. I hope they do anyway. Because, um, yeah, he, he's a lot of the reason why we made it to the grand final last year. Yeah, definitely. But all right then, but that's enough of your Broncos. <laughs> and we will move on to... Uh... My Bulldogs. Uh, so looking at them, quick look at last year, forgettable year last year. We started off good, man. We were 3-2 and two in the first five games. We even knocked off um, the Storm, in which was one of our probably more definitely more memorable wins. But the way we played that game was just dominant. Kind of went downhill from there. Kakao got injured. We had a lot of injuries. Then our defense just became non-existent when the Knights wanted to put like 80 on us. <laughs> and then they almost put another 80 on us when we played them like two weeks later. Uh, so, tough season for the boys. They finished with a record of seven wins, 17 losses. Had easily the worst defense in the league. Their points differential was... The biggest in the negative minus three three uh, three hundred and thirty one, so a lot to learn. And Cameron Serrato going into his second year. But looking at the predicted lineups, again this from nrl dot com. It's I'm just gonna say it and then I'll tell you guys what I think anyway. So they have Critter at fullback. On the wings, they've got Josh, Josh Adokar and Blake Wilson. In the halves, Jacob Carreras, Connor Tracy. Oh, the centres, I meant. That's Carreras and Connor Tracy. In the halves, we've got Burden and Hutchinson. The front row is comprised of Max King, Josh Curran and Reed Mahone. Second row, Jacob Preston, William Kikau. They have Kurt Mann at 13. And then off the bench, they have Blake Taff, Sammy Hughes, um... I don't know, Salmon and Liam Knight. Now that team there, yeah, it's not too bad, but it's not how I would have them. I've gone, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I've gone back and forth for where Curtis should play. <laughs> I had him at centre because he's one of the best centres, and then he kind of needs the ball for our team, so I put him at fullback. But I think Black Taff showed me enough in that first game. For me to be comfortable with putting Critter back at centre. So I would have Blake Taff at that fullback position. On the wings, I'd have Ado Kai and I'd put Carreras there. I know they're thinking about pushing him to the centre, but I think he's a good enough winner. Blake Wilson, he's good, but he's still quite young. So I'd still go with Carreras. I think his energy and his runs out of the backfield, how he just runs hard. Absolutely love it. In the centres, I'd have Critter and... 
probably would have went with Connor Tracy, but I think he's still injured. And Bronson Cherry, I know he missed four years, but he looked good. Once he got the rust off, he started running even harder. And he's almost forced his way into the team. So that would be my center pairing. I agree with NRL.com, Matt Burden and Drew Hutchinson. I just like Drew Hutchinson's experience, being an old head there, being able to lead the team well. I know Toby Sexton had a real good trial game, but I just think that's, personally, I think that's just a better pairing. The props, Max King, yeah, he's pretty much almost the leader of their props now. And I don't know if Puasa is allowed to play because he's on somehow, according to Zero Tackle, he's on a development deal. So he might not be able to be named until like round 10 or round 11, whenever that process happens. So, but I would probably have him there. And our second rows, there's nothing, we don't have to get fancy there. Just put Kakao on one side, Preston <laughs> on the other. You're good. And at 13, this is another one that I've gone over in my head. Is it Curran? Was it Kurt Mann? Was it Salmon? I'd probably go with more lean towards Curran at 13. And then off that bench, I'd go with Kurt Mann. Samuel Hughes, who it looks like Phil Gold is right again. He had a ripper of the game on, on the weekend. And he's had big raps. Carraz was saying that apparently he's the fittest at our club. Wins all the fitness tests and he's a prop. Got a motor. He looked good on the weekend against the Storm B team. Hopefully he can back that up against the Sharks. I think that's their starting props. So we're interested to see how he goes there. Um, Salmon, I think he's good enough to make the team. Make that 17. He could probably switch for that 13 role between him and Curran. Or if he has to go to edge, or he could just cover many spots. And Liam Knight, I think he played his way out of the team in that trial. So it, it could be a world that he doesn't even make the 17. Uh, yeah, if he... I'm not actually sure if I would have him. To be honest, I'd probably go with... Oh, we don't have many options. Uh... Probably like a Kurt Man or Curtis Morris, another small nuggety player. But boy, he runs hard and he just goes hard. He never takes a back step. He's got a good run up. You know, he might not make meters like everyone else, but he just brings energy. You know, we're gonna have easily one of the smallest forward packs in the whole of the NRL. Probably the smallest, but maybe we just have to make it up in other ways. So yeah, that's who I'd have in my seventeens. Stories to watch or players to watch, I should say. Um, I think it's about time Burden take that next step. And I think with a consistent number seven with a house partner that hopefully he can build that relationship with, he will. I know people were talking about him shifting back to center. Uh, but to be fair, he's gone through so many different partners in the halves. You know, I don't know how you could expect him to be successful when his number seven's always changing. And even he was um, thrusted into that number seven position. But I would say he needs to talk more. I just don't think he's a talker by nature. He's, I mean, his game's all about running the ball. 
He's got that boot, but yeah, if he has to take that next step, which we definitely need him to, then yeah, he needs to just be a little bit more vocal and just demand the ball. Step up when the time calls for it, because he's definitely got the ability. And yeah, so he'll be my player to watch out for, would be the one and only Matt Burden. And the storyline to watch is, I'm pretty sure the Bulldogs are getting sued. Oh. For that, uh, you remember that story that happened last year about the player that was late to training and then he got made to wrestle the whole squad and then left and didn't return to training and it went to the the Players Association and I think that player's looking to sue the Bulldogs because they can't talk about it. It's like a legal matter now. Yeah. Even though I'm pretty yeah. sure we all know who it is. Well, I think I know who it is. <laughs> yeah. Dang. To me, it makes sense that it's that it's him, because I haven't heard anything about him or even seen a photo of him. So yeah, it's a tricky situation because apparently he's still in our top thirty, but we haven't paid him. It's like we've released him, but the NRL still has him in our top thirty. Sticker situation, oh, man. But hopefully, he gets sorted. Yeah. Legal matters. Oh. Yeah, so that'd be. I don't think it will affect the team. I think they're just gonna leave it in the hands of, you know, who they have to leave it with. Uh, yeah, hopefully the boys get up this year. And I just want to see improvement, man. I don't. I don't think we'll make the top eight. I think we can push, but it might be a step too far. If we had another big bopper in that front row, I'd be more inclined to say yeah, or if we had a dominant seven. Um, but yeah, as long as we improve from last year, I'll be happy because our young bucks are coming through and they look good. They look good. Yeah. Um, yeah, the new era of players are coming along and they're coming pretty quickly and they're, they're skilled, man. Like, you, you, you've been watching league for such a long time and you see names that you're so familiar with and then all, all of a sudden these young bucks are taking them out and you're like, oh, what happened to such and such? But it's it's this new breed of talent, man. They they are something different. This next gen, they get yeah, them old heads to run for their money. Mm. The Bulldogs, we definitely seen it on the weekend in that trial. And Phil Gold, you know, he's been telling us it's a five year plan. I think this is year three, and seeing all those youngins play against the Storm, it was like, oh, okay, I see, I see what he means now. It's gonna take time. And man, they look good. That spine looked good. Bailey Hayward, he looked good at nine. I think they had O'Neill at six. He looks like a player. Um, I can't say his name. Uh, but as I was saying, Papali at fullback. Haven't even mentioned Carl Oluapu, who's going to miss the whole season. And hopefully he can get back to playing league. He's got that neck injury. It's not too sure which way it's going to go. So hopefully he's around because I think he could be a dominant player. And we just signed Mitchell Wood, 16-year-old, who's, uh, again, he's been touted as a future superstar in that spine. And I think they were looking at him at potentially the long-term partner for Burden because he's already signed till the end of, like, 2027, I think. True. There's, like, five players in our squad who are signed through till 2027. And he's one, and we got Burden, Crichton, Carres, Preston, 
And yeah, M- Mitchell Woods, they're the only players that have signed through to 2027. So be interesting to see how they go. But yeah, the future's looking bright for us. This year's probably not, but you never know. Hopefully in five games, I'll be changing my tune, but something tells me I'm going to be looking forward to the 2025 season by week five. Yeah. <laughs> At least keeping it realistic. Uh, what, what, are you, what are your expectations for the team this season? Uh, are you looking for any particular starter to just step out as an emerger, like you said with um, Burden? Uh, is there anyone else you want to see step out? Is, is it Critter? Does he put his hand up and say that he's a leader now? Um, uh, what, what is it that you're looking for from the boys this season? Just... One would defense would be nice. They can play some defense, that'd be solid. But I think they gotta do it as a collective A. You know, like Critter has to kind of step up his game. He's at a new club now, he's a three time championship, so he knows what it takes. So hopefully he brings that experience with him. Josh Adokar is a great leader, vocal you know, so yeah, definitely looking for all of them to step up and then now we're going to see who the real leader is you know is it burden is it reed or do we have to look and find another captain in that forward pack which one of these utilities wants to no longer be a utility and be an actual like play one position and take that next step we've given heaps of people chances i never oh i only brushed over josh curran but you know everyone talked about we signed all these utilities they we pretty much gave them all two-year deals so or some of them one year they'll say you know this is is your chance you know you've been given an opportunity come play for the bulldogs um prove what you're worth and is it gonna be that you know you'll be here for a year and you'll be out the door or step up to that plate and maybe get regular in our time because that's pretty much what they all came over for you know most of those utilities they weren't getting a shot well now you got your shot let's see what you can do with it but yeah, that's it's gonna be an interesting year. A long year, something tells me. <laughs> well, you're talking about a long year. Well this next team's come off a couple of long years, back to back long years. Uh I think maybe even ever since two thousand and five they've been coming back from long years. So um unfortunately Brother Vince isn't here to, to talk about his team. Um however, you you've got us. You've got me. Uh, I'm, I'm a Benji fan, so you know I'll give him as much uh, praise as I can. However, there's not a lot of praise to be given. I think this is another rebuild year for the Tigers. However, they might catch a few teams by surprise. I don't think they're um, going to catch enough people by surprise that they'll make the jump into the top eight. However, I think they will catch a few people by surprise and work their way up the ladder a little bit. I think maybe they make it to 14th. Anything above 14th, I think, is, is a huge win for Tigers fans. Um, so let's dive into this team. So again, NRL.com, this is where we're getting these team lists from. Uh, Jareen Buller is listed as their fullback here. Uh, out on the wings, they've got Charlie Staines and Junior Tupou. Uh, in the centres, they've got newly acquired Justin Ullum and Stratford, oh, Stafford Tor um, in the halves. They've got Aiden Caesar and Jaden Sullivan. The forwards look like Stefano Utoi Kamanu, uh, David Klemmer, and Api Kurosau. 
Uh, Isaiah Papali'i, John Bateman, and Fanua Paul round out their edges uh, with Samuela Fainu, Alex Twal, Asu Kepoa, and Justin Matamua uh, rounding out their 17 on the bench. Now, the key ins for this team is Alasu Fainu, Samuela Fainu, and Jaden Sullivan, Aiden Caesar, Solomon Alai Malo, uh, and Justin Fulham. Outs, obviously, the biggest out is Luke Brooks. Um, going to see if he is that guy over in Manly, or if it was, you know, if it was the Tigers killing him, or if it's just him, he's just mid. So we'll find out. Um, I hope he has a good season, you know. I'd hate to see anyone um, be as criticised as he has been over the years, uh, not succeed, so good luck to him out there. Uh, then they got Tommy Talou, uh Dane Lowry, Sean Bloor, and David Nofaluma, um, who's just been released. So those are the key outs. Um, <clears throat> look, rebuild time. Rebuilds are, are difficult, but with the coach, new coach at the helm, it looks like he's you know clearing shop with um, Nofaluma getting um, just booted off the team. So they're looking to create capacity, it seems, for Jerome Luai's arrival in 2025. That's the big news for the Tigers. That's, that's what they're looking for, really, is 2025. They don't really care about the next season. They're just waiting for next year when uh, the arrival of Jerome Luai. Um, is he the saviour that the Tigers need? Well... We'll find out, and I guess that'll be the, the key topic for next year's um, preview. We'll be talking about that in greater detail. Uh, the arrival of Aiden Caesar, that's that's an interesting one to look at. Uh, he played really well in the weekend against the Warriors, so Tigers fans, you guys will be able to get behind that. It was a great welcome back to Aiden Caesar in the NRL. Uh, Jaden Sullivan, another player poised to um, help lead the Tigers' attack in the halves there. Justin Ola, I think that is an underrated um, arrival um, coming from the Storm. And he, he is a big body, man. He he, yeah, he punishes. So that, that's a great look for the Tigers. Um, they've got um, Latu Fainu, 18-year-old. He's highlighted as a future star, and he could potentially be challenging... Um, Caesar and Sullivan for that starting spot later on in the season, maybe sooner rather than later. Who knows? But it's going to be an interesting one to look out for. Um, there's a few competitions for the outside backs with Josh Felity and Brent Maiden contending for spots alongside Stafford Tor, um, indicating that depth in the squad could be leveraged to this team's advantage. So, look. 2022, 2023 wasn't your year. 2024 won't be either. But at least you've got 2025 to look forward to. And you guys can play Pinochle Pinochle with the Dragons for the wooden spoon. But good luck, Tigers fans. Uh, Vincey probably would have done this so much more justice than me. But hey, up Benji. He's got a mean coach. He was a mean player. So good luck. <laughs> <sighs> The, the, it's a funny one, the Tigers, eh? But I guess the one thing they got going from them is, right, is that you can't go lower than a wooden spoon. You can only go up. And they got 
well, you know, they got their guy Luai coming over next year, but um, they also changed their board. Their whole board got thrown out. So hopefully, with that new board in place, they can start, you know, getting some stability there, and hopefully, it trickles down stability in the boardroom, stability at the coach. All you got to do is just let Benji just give him time, you know, give him time to build the team that he wants and actually support him. And who knows, they might quickly, quickly climb the ranks. Hopefully, they don't climb too high, but you never know. I was going to say that. <laughs> with, oh. Well, yeah, I was just going to say that this, if Benji, if Benji succeeds as a coach, this is another reason why I think they should have hired Wayne Bennett to be the Kiwis coach and have Stacey learn from Wayne because Benji is technically an accolade of Wayne Bennett because of his final few seasons he played for Wayne, right? Um, or that last season with the Bunnies. He was pretty much an on-field coach. So he was learning from Wayne as much coaching as he could and then he was kind of just being that field general. You've seen it every time he went out on the field. He wasn't the most impactful player out there in terms of you know, what he was doing with the ball in hand or off ball. It was how he was communicating with the players, telling people where to be in position, similar to that Cooper Cronk um, grand final when he did his shoulder. He was only on the field to direct the players. I think Benji Marshall would have learned as much as he could. He would have just been a sponge sitting next to Wayne and all of those player trainers, uh, all those player coaches meetings and stuff like that. So I think he'll be able to use a lot of that skill with the Tigers. So, yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, that's what he'll rely on, right? He's got so much experience being in the NRL, and they all know him. You know, who doesn't know Benji in the rugby world? So you would hope that he has the respect there. And, you know, this last couple of years under Wayne, hope probably put him in good stead. One of the players I was, was going to mention to watch out for, apparently he's been killing it in the preseason, and he did pretty good in the first trial game was Lachlan Gavin. Young buck coming through, and he's he's a half, and there's talks that he's already pushing to be just in the seventeen in general. So nice. Aiden Caesar and Sullivan don't step up to the plate. We already know who's going to be their six next year. Maybe this young buck who's only eighteen, bro. He's young as. Apparently, he's got the goods. Um, and he's signed there till twenty twenty six, so he's got a few years. And apparently he was one of the names that was got floated when they tried to get Luwa over this year. On like a player saw ah. he was one of the names thrown in. Uh, so yeah, name to watch out for, Lachlan Gavin. I haven't actually seen him play. I've just heard good things about him. Uh, yeah, being interesting to see if he can crack the team early. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I couldn't tell you either way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Tigers, I mean, you got Buller at fullback, the rookie of... No, he didn't even win rookie of the year. Did he win rookie of the year last year? Nah, Taruva got it, right? Yeah, I think Taruva got it. But Buller, he's, he's all class at the back there. They had to re-sign him and keep him. You couldn't let him go. Uppy, I felt sorry for him last year at times. <laughs> Dude was just... He was all on his own, own out there, man. All on his own. I don't necessarily like that they have um, Bateman on edge. I think he's better at 13 for them. 
I don't know why they don't just put him there. Have him closer to the ball, because he can make thing, things happen. You know? Um, so yeah, I was a little bit surprised that they've kept him there. If I, if I was there, I'll just bring him in at 13. He's too good of a player to sit on that edge, especially in a team like this. Just get him in the middle, get him around the ball. Him and Uppy. It seemed like anything good happened was around those two. So, yeah. Right. That's... That's the Tigers. Hope you guys suck. Please do. <laughs> and I hope you and the Dragons are fighting out for that wooden spoon. Unlucky, Vince. If you were here, man, you probably could have gave them so much more credit, so many more reps than what we gave them. I think we were quite kind in terms of the, the feedback we gave them. And to all the teams, so, you know, good luck this season, but um, not too much luck, especially not to this yeah. next team. <laughs> so the last team on our preview list for the year is none other than the back-to-back-to-back defending champions. Uh, the Penrith Panthers, they have pretty much been the team to beat for four straight years now. Four straight finals. Uh, they lost their first one and they've won three in a row. Uh, no one knows how they, I don't even think they know how they won that final last year, but they got the job done. Nathan Cleary stepped up to the plate. And for a team that constantly loses two or three starters and key members, the ability to just replace them is just second to none. It's honestly like that machine is so well oiled. It's crazy. I mean, I consider them a dynasty. Like, how could you not? They, they've been the, the standard for the last four years. And they probably will continue to be the standard for at least this year, I would say. So a quick look at last year. They finished top of the table with a record of 18 and 6. And... A few of those losses came at the start of the season. Uh, quickly looking at NRL.com and who they have as their predicted starting lineup. At fullback, you have the ever reliable Dylan Edwards. On the wing, they have Taruva and Brighton To'o. To'o's arguably the best winger in NRL, although I don't think it's arguable at this point. It's just, <laughs> he probably it's is. Facts. Yeah, and the same with Edwards. He's at worst top three, four. I highly doubt you can name four nah. fullbacks better than him. He's just too consistent. Uh, at the centre position, they have Tango and Peachy. Uh, solid enough to get the job done. In the halves, you have Jerome Luai, who I think's I like him. He's class. Is he a grub? Yeah, but he, you know, someone has to be. Yeah. You know? uh, Gotta be the villain. Yeah. Number seven, arguably the best player in rugby league, Nathan Cleary. He's just about done it all. Holds all the accolades. He's, yeah. Do you have him as the best player in the world? Currently? Yeah. yeah there's, no, there's, there's no one better. Mm, yeah. Uh, but the only thing he hasn't won is the Dali M, and it's because he's in a team stacked and they still points with each other once, and he plays Origin. Yeah, I think once they start depleting, like, well, 
I say that, but they they have one of the best development systems in, in the league because you've seen it year in and year out. They lose players, but I think eventually, you know, the, the wheels will fall off, and once they stop having players come through all the time, I think then he'll be able to shine, and I think then he'll be able to get the Delhi M. It might not come earlier in his career, but he's got the rings. Um, I think he'll definitely get that Delhi M. Um, later on in his career because you know as players mature they only get better like Cooper Cronk he never got worse as a player um Thurston never got worse as a player Lockyer never got worse as a player they always you know got better every year so I think you know Clary even though he hasn't got one yet doesn't mean he'll never get one because that particular position doesn't rely too much on athleticism like a fullback does you know it relies on your IQ and how you see and how you view the field so I think there's plenty of time left in the tank for him to get that Dallium, so he's got no need to worry. Yeah, uh, perfectly said. Moving on to the front row, you have the Smash Brothers of Moses Liotta and James Fisher-Harris. Once again, not many front row combo that can outdo them. The only one I could think of would be your Broncos, but outside of that, not many. They have Mitch Kenny at the nine here. But he kind of had, he did, didn't he do something stupid on social media and kind of got into hot waters? I think that might have been him. So I don't know if that affects whether he's playing or not. But yeah, I think he might have did a no-no on the social media side of things. But anyway, carry on. Moving to the second row, you got Scott Sorensen, who just seems to get better with age, and Liam Martin. Liam Martin's just a beast. I personally think, do you think he looks a little bit like Brock Lesnar? Like a young Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, obviously yeah. not as big as him, but they got that face. It's like that meathead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you got Liam Martin. And then at, at 13, you've got one of the best locks in the game, uh, Isaiah Yo, with that ball-playing ability, and he's so important to the team. He's always the first receiver. He can run the ball. He can pass the ball. Uh, just solid all around. And to finish off their team on the bench, they have Sonny Luke, Lindsay Smith, Luke Garner, and Liam Henry. So not... That bench probably shows like the effects of losing so many players because that's the first time where... I don't even know who Liam Henry is. Lindsay Smith, I think I've seen a little bit of him last year. He's a young buck, Luke Garner. And Sonny Luke, he's the one that everyone thought was going to eventually take over for Mitch Kenny and be that nine. But he hasn't really taken that next step yet. So be interesting to see how he goes now. Because, yeah, I think they kind of had it in their heads that he was going to take over eventually and Mitch Kenny will go back to 14. Hasn't quite happened yet. But again, this is the Penrith Panthers. Uh, Storylines to watch out for, or a few things to note of this team is they've kind of locked down this team for a few years, eh? Which is why I think their run can continue. Yeah. And why I think it will continue. Because looking at their current squad, they have, I'm just having a quick look here, Nathan Cleary, he's locked in till 2027. Dylan Edwards till 28. You got Fisher Harris. He's locked there till 26. Uh, oh, Liam Henry's there till 26. He must be pretty good then. You got Moses Liotta. 
uh, 27. Liam Martin, he just got extended till 27. Uh, who else we got? Lindsay Smith, Scott Sorensen, they're there till 26. Brian Toto, 27. And Isaiah Yo, 27. So that, that's one, two, Shit. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight key players that they have that are going to be there for at least the next three years. So, Damn. You know, and those are pretty important players as well. Um, they don't have a six yet that they'll sign with, you know, just leaving with Lua leaving. But you got Isaiah Yo, the Smash Brothers, Cleary, uh, To'o, Sorensen, and um, Liam Martin. So you got your whole forward pack your seven, your fullback, and the wing there for the next three or four years. They can just, I know they've got no money to like re-sign players, you know, and they're losing out, but they might have money now that Luwa's leaving. But they could get players, right? Players will come there to play for cheap to have a chance yeah. at winning, you know? Yeah. Like, who's saying no that? They got Paul Alamotti. He's only there for a year. Uh, to f- maybe taking that critter spot. That's the other thing. Who takes over from critter? Who plays that center spot? And yeah, man, this team's gonna be. I don't think they're going anywhere. The question is, nah. can they do four in a row? Can they That's do it, four no, in wait, a row? It's how many can they go now? How it's not. Will they get it? Will they go back there this year? It's how many can they get? That's, hmm. that's that's the real question. Um, one one question I did have was, do you think with the departure of um, Critter, with the departure of Luai, how much longer will Toto stay there? Those are his boys. Those are his brothers. No, Toto ain't going anywhere. He signed there through till 2027, so at earliest, teams can talk to him end of 26. Um so I don't, I don't see it. Maybe at the end of that, yeah, he might look to go somewhere else. But, you know, those boys all knew that moment was going to come. You know, eventually someone was going to leave. And I think they've won enough times to know that, oh, okay, it's time to go get this bag, look after the family. And who knows? They might end up going back to Panthers for like one year at the end of their career. You know, if they're still playing well, why not go there? You started your careers there. Why not go back? Just never know. But I don't see Toto going anywhere. Well, I only say that because the lifespan of a winger isn't as long as the lifespan of a half or a centre. So, yeah. he, he he's kind of got to look to go sooner rather than later unless Panthers are willing to throw the bag at him and secure him as a lifetime Panther. I think they pretty much did with that last contract he got a eh? he probably became I'd say one of the highest paid wingers. Um maybe because we gave oh we pretty much had to give Josh Adokar the bag to come over, but wingers right, anything above five hundred thousand's like top end dollar for a winger. Um and I'd say if he's not these there or thereabouts. So yeah. Um 
But if he could put on a little bit of weight, I mean, his carries are devastating. Could we see him maybe turn into a, into like, um, I don't know, like a running forward off the bench as he gets older, like that, um, I don't know, just throwing names out, like a Dylan Walk or Jazz Tawanga, like those short, oh, nuggety yeah. players just in the middle, give him a quick hit up, stuff like that. But yeah, he's going to be, looks like he's there probably for his, for, for life. See how he goes his next couple of years and then they'll see, really. Yeah. Um, actually, I was going to ask you a question. What are your thoughts on Ivan Cleary? It seems... Do you think he gets the credit he deserves for like leading him to four finals? Because it seems... Do you have him in that same bracket as Trent, as Craig? Is he yeah. of that echelon of a coach? Yeah, man. Look what he did with the Warriors. Like, he's he's always been there or thereabouts in terms of winning the chip. He just hasn't quite had those key pieces. And now, you know, give him a great team and he's up there. People, you know, talk about Steve Kerr being one of the greatest coaches of all times, but he also inherited a great team. So, you know, he, he he's obviously lucky to benefit from inheriting a great team, a legendary team. But I think, you know, very few coaches would be able to handle those boys. Um, mm. I know a lot of coaches would want to change the attitudes of those boys. Um, it's just it's just how Brown Brothers act. It's just how they be. And you, you can't change the boys. You just got to get the most out of them. Um, and I think Clary's probably the best person in that position to do it. Uh, someone else I think could do a similar job is, you know, Benji Marshall. He'd be he'd be able to get that same um, vibe out of them because like you look at the All Blacks right, um, Ian Foster just didn't quite look like that guy that can get the most out of the Polynesian boys, whereas Razor he thrives with the Brown boys. Like he he low key brother at heart. We know this and yeah. like yeah. I don't know how many championships the Crusaders won. I was sick of counting them. No one cares. Shut up, Vince. Um, but yeah, so I think you know. Clary's just that guy that that can get the most out of those boys, um, and I, I think he he really is up there with the with the Craigs with the um, well, I don't know if he's up there with the Bennetts yet, but um, yeah, he's well on his way. He's definitely on the Mount Rushmore coach coaches, that's for sure. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with with you as well. I think he's up there. He's proven it now. Four grand finals. I think the last person to do that was. Bellamy back in those early storm days when they wanted to cheat to win those awards <laughs> so rightfully so they got stripped uh, yeah they're the last two I could think of they went four straight four grand finals but he's up there and one thing they don't talk about well they do talk about a little bit but you know everyone always talks about like the players that have left you know we, it's well documented they've lost so many players you could almost make uh, another team of players that have left Penrith you know and that team will be pretty good you know that team would be up there but they don't talk about how many assistant coaches he's been through yeah like Trent Barrett was there he spearheaded that attack which is why the Bulldogs you know we wanted him we wanted him to take over our attack and all the players read around how good of a coach he was his attacking prowess and 
it didn't work for us you know we're, it was too predictable you could read it easily and it just didn't work but then you know you go to the next level webster went to the warriors look what he's doing over there people were raving about him and obviously we got serrado who was one of the best rated assistants in the nrl for a little bit and ranked as one of those future great coaches you know we've got him over here and he was you know touted as the guy behind their defense because people don't talk about how much they've changed too like that first year when they went on this run and got to the final their attack was just next level it was just stupid how good they were on attack you know they were just smoking teams then next year champ barrett goes out and all of a sudden their defense is just next level you know like and fast forward to now you know looking at last year they can just they're one of the teams that can just beat you so many ways you know they can lead from the front you know because you never want them to have the lead or it's almost game over but they can also chase you down you know they can score heaps of points and if you want to make it a high scoring game i think they're fine with it but if you want to grind it out and then you want that final score to be eight to six they're fine with that too they just they have so many ways they can play they can beat you a number of ways and you almost have to be damn near perfect just to have a chance to beat them you know you have to be a 10 out of 10 they can only be a seven out of six out of 10 and still beat you that's how good they are. So, man, it's been a dominant run. It's probably going to keep going for at least this year and next year. But one day, I'm not saying that they're going to win it all. But if I had to put money on right here, right now, I would say them. It's just, I think if they make their top four and get that life, it's going to be hard because it's not often they lose twice in three weeks. If they yeah. finish fifth yeah. or sixth and they only get one life, then you never know because it's if they lose once in their playoffs they're done but top four you're gonna have to they're gonna have to lose twice i don't know man i don't know nah nah i don't, I don't think so man i think i think they're in yeah they're, they're, they're sitting pretty anyway i think the world club challenge this weekend will be a great um you know benchmark to see where they're at currently but i know they'll drop a few games at the start of the season they always do um they, you know, have been the the gold standard for the past four years. Um, fatigue could be settling in now. You know, they've had the longer schedule um, than anyone because they go overseas, they play the World Club Challenge. Um, so their season pretty much starts a week early because we got preseason games this weekend where a lot of, you know, the young guys are getting runs. They've got to play a full full squad and then it's pretty much round one that the week after that, eh? So... Good luck to those Panthers boys. One question I was going to ask you as well is, do you think his time, Ivan Cleary's time, with the Warriors, both as a player and a coach, um, helped him to understand how Polynesian boys operate? And also, uh, this is a two-part question, do you think that that loose structure that the Warriors used to play during Ivan Cleary's coaching time there helped him understand how to manage... Um, the game with the Panthers a lot better? Yeah, I'd say so. I think it's time with the Warriors. You know, him as a player, he just would have been in that environment. You know, and I think that squad there were quite Polynesian heavy. 
Um, so he's just used to it. I think also as a coach, his demeanor, you know, mm. he's so cool, calm, collected, right? You never really see him too high, never really see him too low. He kind of just is. Um, and I think that says him great as a coach and he probably does know when to push the buttons, but yeah, he's just so relaxed, right? He kind of lets you be who you are. If that's the Island boys want to be, you know, flamboyant and play their loud music, then why not? You know, at the end of the day, if that's what gets them to play their best, best league, you'll be stupid to tell them to change, you know? Hard. Right. So yeah, I think his time with the Warriors definitely helped. Um, yeah, definitely helped with working or understanding the culture and understanding how they, you know, their worldview and trying to pull the best out of them it would have had to help and yeah. Man, how quick it would have been to see uh, Nathan Clear in the Warriors top. Bro, I've uh, seen on podcasts he said, you know, the Warriors were the team that he wanted to play for. Um, mm. You know, he was like, bro, I would have loved to play for the Warriors. Like, growing up, I had all the Warriors gears when um, his dad used to play there, so, you know, that would have been Imagine him and Sean Johnson, bro. It would have been a whole different... Jeez. It was almost the same setup at Panthers. You know, a bunch of brown Polynesian boys. They got some speedsters. They got some jokesters, some pranksters. And they just needed that one blue eye that was just solid that can guide them around the park. Yeah. And that, that's him. So, yeah, hey, look. Front office at the Warriors would probably be spewing. They got rid of Ivan when they did. I don't know why they got rid of him. Because he was actually so good. I would have kept him on forever. Yeah, that is that was if he won right. Yeah, because um, yeah, you go to the grand final, you would think that you'd be around a little bit longer, and then gone. Well, it's because that front office thought that they had the team to get there again, but they were wrong. Oh, they yeah. had the coach to get them there again. Yeah, um, and that's when the Warriors do what the Warriors do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not this year. This is their year. This is their, their year, man. You guys, I'm pumping you, man. I'm pumping you. You guys should should be getting to that grand final this season. I'd love to see you there. Okay, Christian. If there was a team that would knock them off, who is it? If there's a team that's going to stop them from, four, from getting that 4P, who's your money on? I've got to go with us or the Warriors, man. It, it, it's one of us two. Uh, I, I feel like, one, the Warriors are just that little bit unpredictable. They've got that flair. They've got that flamboyance. And that's one thing that the Broncos now have that, you know, we haven't had in a long time is that, that flair that Reese Walsh brings to the squad, that flair that Cobo brings, um, the precision that Adam Reynolds brings. I think, you know, on our best day, we can match them. We've just got to make sure that we stand up on defense. Um, that's that's what led us down at the grand final. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's either us or the Warriors. The Rabbitohs have slowed down too much. Um, I don't, I don't see them getting back into the top four. Roosters, maybe if they buy a couple of refs on the way there. Uh, hmm. Melbourne, Melbourne could give it a nudge. I don't, I don't know, like. Um, I'll have, to, I'll have to gauge it off of this weekend's performance. Not too sure about Melbourne yet, but like you said, they didn't they didn't play their A squad. Um, just trying to go through the through the list of um, teams. 
be interesting to see how the Dolphins go this season. I don't think they're grand final worthy, but I think they'll make that eight. Uh, they've, they've got, their team's too good now not to. They've, they've stocked up. They've got enough depth there now, so I think they could go, but yeah. I, I'd have to just go back to the Broncos or the Warriors. Those, those are my two teams. I was thinking that might be one of their bogey teams. Like, I know they smoked them in that final two years ago, but for some reason, the Eels yeah, seem to give them issues. They give them problems, eh? and it's a game that, you know, the Eels get up for. Uh, so it might be like how in those 2000s, well, how the Warriors were the bogey team for the Storm. You yeah. Know? So it could be that if one of these bogey teams that just seem to get up and push Penrith to the edge... You never know. It could be one of them that unsettles them and sends them packing. Someone's got to be the one to do it, right? Someone's got to be the team to beat them and knock them off. But easier yeah, said well, than done. Yeah, and like you say, easier said than done. One thing that you did mention was the Warriors' storm. Uh, I want to ask your opinion on this. So Anzac Day used to be Melbourne versus the Warriors every year. This year, it's the Warriors versus the Titans because Melbourne didn't want to give a home game to the Warriors on Anzac Day. Slack, eh? That was... Slack, though, Storm. That was, that was the match, man. I think it's this, they're a little bit scared of losing to the Warriors on Anzac Day now because they got a good squad for once. But, yeah, come on now. How can you ruin Anzac Day like that, giving them the Titans? Storm are going to storm, I guess, if it's not in their best interest. Yeah. They just won't do it, the pricks. Um, yeah, and that's why no one likes them. <laughs> hey, well, they really need to bring back that Anzac test that, that we used to have. Oh, yeah, that was national. Bruh, I bring love back, that man. game. Bring it back. We used to get smoked every year, though, but oh, I loved it. But yeah. I, I used to just yeah. love get, watching Billy Slater just get smoked on the late hits by Steve Matai and um, Isaac Luke. <laughs> yeah. Ball's gone up you know there, and we back with it, and then boom. <laughs> you know how our carrier boys are. We're never good in one-off tests, but you give us a camp. You give yeah. us four or five games to get together. Oh, we're dangerous, man. We're dangerous. <laughs> So yeah, man, those Aussie boys can, like, you give them one week, they're ready to go. Oh, yeah. You need a longer they, build up. That's also because they come off of, like, bloody origin camps. And um, they used to have city versus country camps for New South Wales. So, yeah, look, it's going to be a good season. I, I, I'm, I'm buzzing for the season. There, there's so much potential. You know, you can smell it in the air. There, there's a lot of front runners, but there's a lot of back markers that, you know, like the Bulldogs that you can't quite take for granted anymore they're, they're, they're coming back I think the Tigers yeah they'll win on, on, the, on a good day like they did against the Warriors 12 men but um, you know it's, it's, it's a good season yeah I think the Panthers probably will go back to back to back to back but we'll find out we'll find out the season hasn't been written yet it's not scripted like the NFL um <laughs> <laughs> but this has been a great show this has been a great four episode special uh, of us reviewing all of the teams I hope you've enjoyed it I hope you've learned a little bit more um, you know in the coming weeks we'll be 
reviewing games and then we'll be previewing games instead of reviewing teams so you guys have that to look forward to uh next week we are also going to give our top 100 uh fittest lads in the nrl um so be sure to tune in for that one um we're also going to do uh a draft of our all-time teams so uh, the Broncos versus the Bulldogs. And if you guys leave us some comments down below, see whose team do you think would win. Uh, we'll probably pump that one out on Monday or Wednesday, one of the days. And I was even thinking maybe we do a um, our Mount Rushmore on one of the next episodes. Who are our top four um, NRL players of all time? And again, your Mount Rushmore doesn't have to be the best players that you think have ever played the game, but your Mount Rushmore, who are your favorite players? Um, so look forward to those next week, Farno. Um, and, and always, you know, we, we love having you here on the practice run. Come join the practice squad. Click subscribe down below. Uh, shout out to our primary sponsors, 99 Drinks. We appreciate you for giving us this platform. Um, but next week's going to be great. Be sure to tune in to all the footy this weekend. We won't give any tips this week just because, you know, we spent so much time talking about our teams that we haven't really taken a minute to... <laughs> Look at how long we've taken. So, yeah, look, I'm waffling. I'll throw it over to two. Any last words, brother? Uh, nah, good to get another one under about. I know everyone's probably wondering, is Vince even real at this point? <laughs> um, and I think we're starting to wonder that too. So hopefully he comes up and shows shows face soon. Uh, for anyone, you know, if you want to see any segments coming up uh, from the Cousins in there, make sure you check it in our comments, check it down below. And if you've got things you want us to talk about, things like that, feel free to hit us up and we'll see what we can do. But glad that the season's finally back. We're so close to it now. I can't wait. Um, but I'll leave it at that and I'll see all you guys next week. To, to the chair, Matewa.